It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. What is going on, friends? Welcome back to another edition of the Locked On Panthers podcast. Billy Rossetti back with you on a Thursday. We are rolling through the week, rolling through uh, the start of August here. Uh, Of course, unfortunately, today should have been the start of the preseason. Tonight was supposed to be the Hall of Fame game. But at least we know we do have football coming, hopefully. We've got the start of the regular season in only about five weeks. I think it's what? Five weeks today is uh, Chiefs-Texans, and then uh, a little over five weeks until uh, the start the start of the uh, the regular season for the Panthers against the Raiders. Uh, we're rolling through, of course, our positional previews. We've been doing that so far this week with the help of the uh, primer, the 80-man primer from our buddy Joe Person over the, at, the, at the Athletic. Excuse me. Uh, we've been going through that so far. We've done quarterbacks. We've done running backs. We've done wide receivers. Today, we're going to roll into the tight end position. And as I said yesterday, uh, it's going to feel a little weird now talking about the tight end position and not talking about Greg Olson. First time since, what, 2010, since before you know Cam Newton even got here. Uh, uh, Greg Olson is not... With the Carolina Panthers, ending a nine-year run with the Panthers, he of course is now with the Seattle Seahawks. Uh, so we roll through now, uh, but this of course means the spotlight is on Ian Thomas. And as Joe wrote on Ian Thomas, with Greg Olson missing time in 2018, Thomas finished with 333 receiving yards, the most by a rookie tight end in team history. Thomas saw his playing time slip last year when Olson stayed healthy but as a shot at a big breakthrough season in 2020. And that that's the main point right there. This is the big opportunity here for Ian Thomas. You know, he's now the number one guy with Greg Olson out the door. Um, but again, we saw in 2018, he's obviously got some talent. You know, I was a fan of his coming out of Indiana. Uh, they re- Indiana really didn't utilize him a lot, so it was kind of hard to see how involved he could really be in a passing game, but that's because... Indiana didn't really involve their tight end a lot in general. So you had limited uh, opportunities to kind of see Ian Thomas in action. But when you got his opportunity late in 2018 when Rick Olson had that foot injury, Ian Thomas stepped up, right? He had some good games. Now, he also had some quiet games. So he was fairly inconsistent. And I remember uh, Ron Rivera kind of mentioning about that as well. That was just kind of the next step that he had to take. This is when I talked to him. At, uh, at his press conference at the 2019 Combine. He said Ian Thomas just has to, you know, be more consistent. And he didn't really get that opportunity in uh, 2019 because, again, like Joe said, Greg Olson stayed healthy. I think he only missed two games. Uh, but this is this is the opportunity now. And with a new quarterback and, um, you know, Teddy Bridgewater, we know he's uh, – He's going to take some short throws as well, so I'm sh- I'm sure he's going to make a, a good connection with Ian Thomas as well. I think he's going to be a, a solid safety net in the middle of the field, and he's shown that he could run good routes. He could catch the ball pretty well, and um, 
I think he's really got a chance to build. I mean, if there's a if there's an obvious breakout candidate on this Carolina Panthers team this year, it's Ian Thomas, right? He's got a golden opportunity now. He's finally got the opportunity that he's been waiting two years for now uh, since the Panthers drafted him in the fourth round in 2018. So really excited to to see Ian Thomas break out this year. So uh, hopefully all works out for him. And then right behind him, of course, uh, another guy that's been here a couple of years, Chris Manhurts. Uh, Joe writes, though Manhurts is the Panthers' primary blocking tight end, that doesn't mean he lacks athleticism. As a senior on Canisius's basketball team, Manhurts averaged 8.4 points and 6.9 rebounds per game. Manhurts is just that, you know, your your blue-collar tight end, right? He's the... He's the solid number two that's going to stay in and block and help, you know, open up holes for Christian McCaffrey. But he'll go out from time to time. He'll catch a couple passes. You know, he's not immune to. He's he's not immune to catching passes. He can uh, he can help you out from time to time. Get you a couple yards here. Get you a couple first downs. Um, he's, you know, he's obviously not as talented as or, or as a flashy as Ian Thomas, but he's a. Uh, you know, we've seen this with a lot of tight ends, right? That basketball background. Antonio Gates had it. Uh, a couple other guys had it. Uh, J- you know, Jimmy Graham is another example. Guys that played basketball in college, but were able to kind of translate their big body skills into the tight end position. And Manhurts is kind of that same way. So he's always been a solid. Well, of course, the last couple of years, he's been the solid number three. Now he'll effectively be uh, the solid number two. And wouldn't surprise me if the Panthers run uh, some two tight end sets here as well. We've seen the NFL is a copycat league, right? All these teams try to copy what others do well and try to make it their own and see if they can make it work. Well, the latest trend seems to be two tight end sets, right? There's a a bunch of teams that do it. Tampa Bay is obviously going to do it. Uh, Philadelphia has run it for a couple of years. Carolina could quietly uh, do that same thing with Ian Thomas and Chris Manhurt. So it's really going to be interesting. That, that's why I'm so fascinated uh, by this offense this year because there's just so many pieces that Joe Brady is going to have at his disposal that he can mix and match between all the receivers he has and the tight ends and, of course, McCaffrey. A lot of different ways that I think Joe Brady can attack some of these defenses. So it's really going to be intriguing, especially in the early part of the season, what he comes up with, and then, of course, how Joe Brady adjusts to all that as the season wears on and we start to get more film. Because in with this season, obviously the, the early part of the season, he can almost do whatever he wants, right? Because there's going to be no film, right? There's no preseason film. And even in the first couple games, you're not going to have a whole lot to go off of. Like, say, when you get into week two, when they're playing uh, Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay's only going to have that one game against the Raiders to kind of go off of with the Panthers. So um, early part of the season, especially for a young team like the Panthers, I think is going to be a good opportunity for them to really kind of play around, you know, experiment with a lot of things, see what works, what doesn't. Uh, especially in uh, in game situations. So I think the first month of the season is going to be uh, quite fascinating to follow uh, for the Carolina Panthers. 
Uh, there's a couple other guys we want to get to, but um, I do want to give a quick shout out to our friends over at DoorDash here. DoorDash, of course, uh, great sponsor of us, great support, and um, they've been doing a lot of good for people uh, over the last couple of months uh, in terms of uh, you know the pandemic. So really, really proud of the job these guys are doing, and uh, really excited to have them on board as a sponsor again here this year. Um, so DoorDash, of course, we know they're a great app. They can uh, help run you food if you don't want to go out or if you're just tired after a long day of work and you're just not sure what you want to eat or you don't have you might not have time to run out and get something to eat well DoorDash is there to bring the food to you right to your door and ordering is very easy just open the DoorDash app choose what you want to eat and your food will be left safely outside your door with the new contact list delivery drop-off setting with over 300,000 partners in the US Puerto Rico Canada and Australia you can support your local go-tos or choose from your favorite national restaurants like Chipotle, Wendy's, and the Cheesecake Factory. Many of your favorite local restaurants are still open for delivery. Just open the DoorDash app, select your favorite local restaurant, and your food will be left right at your door. DoorDash deliveries are now contactless to keep communities we operate in safe. So right now, you listeners out there can get $5 off your first order and zero delivery fees off of orders of of your first order of $15 or more. All you got to do is download the DoorDash app, enter the promo code locked on, and you'll get $5 off plus zero delivery fees on your first order. So again, download the DoorDash app and use our promo code locked on to get $5 off and zero delivery fees. This is David Harrison of the Locked On Commanders podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Discover. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. As we roll through here, uh, four more guys that we're going to talk about here with the uh, the tight end position. Uh, a couple of undrafted guys, but first, a guy that's you know hung around the Panthers practice squad a couple of times, and that's Tamara Hemingway. Uh, Joe Wright Hemingway, who is a skilled pass catching tight end at South Carolina State, spent all of last season on the Panthers practice squad. He's been one of those guys, kind of along with. Uh, Jason Vanderland, who's now with the Saints, that's been kind of hanging around as on the practice squad, one of those backup tight ends, and um, you know the opportunity is there now for that third tight end position uh, for the Panthers. So Hemingway is certainly going to battle for that, and at the very least, he could end up on the practice squad again, especially with the expanded 16-man practice squad this year. But the guy I've been talking about a couple times here on the podcast that I'm intrigued by that I think can uh, can crack this 53-man roster is Cam Sutton, the undrafted free agent out of Fresno State. Joe writes, the converted wideout held his own on her held his own pro day at Fresno State during quarantine, running the 40 in four and a half seconds and hitting 36 inches on the vertical leap. He told the Athletic in May, I don't really move like a normal tight end. 
Of course, you know, Sutton's got some good size, 6'2", about two and a quarter. Um, was involved a little bit in the uh, Fresno State offense last year. Uh, you know, he did only have six catches, but it was for 112 yards. So he averaged almost 19 yards per carry. So if you're looking at all the players that caught at least one pass uh, for Fresno State last year, his average his average yards per catch is actually the highest among everybody. Now, their leading receiver was uh, Zane Pope. He had 47 catches for 525 yards. That's only about 11 yards per catch. And then Ronnie Rivers had 43 for 352. And actually, uh, no receiver had more than four, uh, four receiving touchdowns in 2019 for Fresno State. Obviously, it was a down year for Fresno State. You know, they only went 4-8. and eight, But... You know, Cam Sutton kind of showed showed well. Even got a couple of rushes uh, during the season, two cat or two carries, thirty four yards. So uh, definitely moves well for a tight end. And I, I've said before, if if there's a especially with the the lack of preseason and the, the lack of opportunities now that uh, Fres or that uh, these undrafted free agents are going to have, if there's one if there's one undrafted free agent that I think could definitely crack or has a good chance to crack this 53-man roster, it's Cam Sutton. So really really intrigued to see what he can do in training camp. Colin Thompson's next on the list. Joe writes, The Philadelphia Natives spent time with the Giants and Bears after going undrafted out of Temple. Thompson had one catch for 13 yards this year with the Tampa Bay Vipers in the XFL before the league folded. Yeah, again, a couple of... Um, yeah, P.J. Walker, of course, was not the only... Temple Connection slash XFL player uh, that the Carolina Panthers took. Colin Thompson, of course, uh, was the other. So he's bounced around the league a little bit. Uh, was involved a, again in, involved a little bit with Tampa with the Tampa Bay Vipers uh, before the XFL folded after five weeks. Um, probably going to be a practice squad guy. Uh, probably has you know will have to work a little bit to get himself onto the uh, the 53-man roster, but could certainly land uh, on the practice squad, as I said. And then the other undrafted free agent at the tight end position that the Panthers have is Giovanni Ricci, who was actually a former high school quarterback. And then Joe writes, Ricci, a former high school quarterback, Ricci played wide out at Western Michigan before moving to tight end. As a fifth-year senior, Ricci was one of eight semifinalists for the John Mackey Award, which goes to the top tight end in the country. And just looking at his numbers quick, so again, he, he was a fifth-year uh, fifth player at Western Michigan. He redshirted after 2015. Uh, he did have a, a very solid final year with the with Western Michigan last year. He had 51 catches for 642 yards and eight touchdowns in 13 games for Western Michigan. So one of their leading receivers that year in, uh, in total he had 11 career touchdowns all of which came in the last two years 1114 receiving yards you know he really didn't see the field a whole lot he played you know sporadically in uh, 16 and 17 but then really saw some action in 18 and 19 and if we look at the look at kind of where he stood in terms of uh, the other receivers at Western Michigan last year, he was actually the second leading receiver in terms of receiving yards at 642 and 
tied in catches or tied for the lead with 51 catches with Sky Moore, who had 802 yards. And actually, his eight touchdowns were more than double anybody else on Western Michigan. Sky Moore had three, Jalen Hall had three, Keith Mixon and Deshaun Bustle each had two, and then Corey Crooms, uh, Brett Borski, and Ryan Seelig had one. So he was well ahead of everybody else uh, in terms of the touchdowns last year. So he was definitely a very good weapon. Um, you know, they were definitely, obviously, a lot more of a rushing team as well, too. I mean, Levante Bellamy rushed 266 times for almost 1,500 yards. Uh, and then you had three players ha with about 70 carries for about 1,000 yards between the three of them. So they definitely ran the ball a lot more than they uh, they pass the ball it seems but when they were passing the ball Giovanni Ricci was definitely one of the targets that Western Michigan was going after so another interesting option as uh you know especially if the Panthers want to keep four tight ends um you know it would not be out of the realm of possibility to see four tight ends on this roster and two of them being undrafted free agents between Ricci and Cam Sutton so I'm really intrigued by this tight end group here as you know, those are the six guys at the tight end position as we go into training camp. Obviously, Thomas and Par or, uh, yeah, Parodies, excuse me. Uh, Thomas and Manhurts are the obvious locks, and then between the other four, they're all battling for one, maybe two spots on the active roster, and then I think a couple of these guys are going to end up on the practice squad. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. So that's the tight end position. Uh, we'll wrap up offense tomorrow with the offensive lineman, and we've got 14 guys to talk about. So a lot of work uh, coming tomorrow or as we uh, wrap up the week here on the podcast. So I hope you guys are excited for that. As always, thanks so much for making me a part of your day. Really appreciate all the support. I hope you guys have a great rest of your Thursday, and we will see you next time right here on LOP. Until then, take care, my friends. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team, every day.